welcome back to your favorite podcast, Gab with Gwen. And this is your homegirl, Gwen. And today is a little bit of a different episode. It's me, but it's it's nothing political. It's nothing about the news. I wanted to share something I'm going to be doing going forward in the podcast based on a conversation I recently had with my cousin Jay, who's been on the podcast before. He's been on the episode Niggas in Paris and also Acknowledging My Privilege, right? So those are check those out, my cousin Jay. And we had a phone conversation offline. It was about a random conversation about music, about an artist I really liked when I was a teenager. And he was just asking me why I like this person. And again, if you guys know my cousin Jay, he DJs and stuff like that. He's really into music. And we were talking about it and he's you know younger than me and so you know when I was a teenager he was younger and he's like he remembers it but why so we we talked about it and then we went down a rabbit hole and then I started kind of sharing stories about dating and clubbing and he was like yo who are you <laughs> he's like yo I'm floored who are you? He's like, I feel like I get to know you through the podcast. I believe my sister has said that to me too. And he's like, well, why didn't you say this? I said, well, why would I say it to you? And I said, he's like, would you say it to your sisters? I said, not, not really. He's like, why not? I said, I don't know. I said, I had different friends in my lives and it was different things. But these are stories mostly from when I was, I'll say 17 until my late 20s about clubbing and dating. And so it relates to that musical artist. I'll tell you why at the end. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll tell you at the end. So it relates to that, like why this all came up. And he was like, I don't, like what? And he said that this reminds him, it's not the same because it's not the same level. So I want to just clarify that right now. I'm not even remotely saying I'm on that level. But recently Humans of New York did the um, Tangeray, the stories about that lady who we love, Miss Stephanie. Uh, Auntie Stephanie is the absolute goat and we love her. The Humans of New York to raise money for her because she's fallen ill, but she's lived a wonderful just ridiculous New York life and it's been amazing just hearing the stories so I'm not saying mine's like that it's not I'm not you know that woman is 76 years old she had a whole lifetime and she was also in New York at a different time when New York was really New York which is I loved everything she was saying but you know I have you know a little period of time where I have a couple of stories and so especially knowing me now and okay he's known me his whole life but uh Anyone who knows me now in my 30s, and this has come up several times in these 30s, where if I've like alluded to things, people are like, what? What are you talking about? That's not even you. And it's funny. I'm like, hmm, well, that's not who I am now because you know me now and my focus of life really, honestly, with my Saturn return, putting a little bit of astrology in this, by the time I was like 20, not my focus was very different, right? And I became extremely focused on my career and things like that. And so all of that, went to the side and other things happened too but honestly it all ironically enough when I'm looking in retrospect and you guys know I'm into my little astro stuff definitely with my Saturn return but basically by the time I was 29 it was a totally different ball game where I absolutely that was like completely shedding a skin no longer had any interest in any of that stuff and also for those who've listened to different episodes I moved a lot as you know in my young at adulthood and so I lived in different countries I did different things I was I did a lot in a, like a condensed period of time which also facilitated a lot of you know fuckery let's just be honest so he told me I should think about how to package it up in the podcast or what that looks like. So I just, I was thinking about it over the last couple of days. And I said, you know, I'm going to do, you know, say when I do bonus episodes dedicated to 
I may destroy you TV shows. I am the next episode will be about Black Earth Rising, by the way, because uh, that's been recorded. The next thing I want to do is I'm going to package, uh, you know, episodes dedicated to club and dating chronicles straight up because some of the stories are wild. I'm not I'm not going to front. You know, I, I know I shocked him. Some of the stuff I was he was like, yo, I'm floored. Who are you? What is this? He's like, he feels like he's listening to Nori on, on Drink Champs. So I was like, yo, it's, it's just a different, it was just a different life and a different time. And we talked about the motivations of why I was, I'm, I'm not going to say I was wild. I kept my head about me sometimes. Yeah, I did some stupid shit sometimes. But, you know, listen, I've obviously lived in, I guess, somewhat thrived to sell it. And also, you know, he commented, and it was a very valid point, the way I talk about men and especially I May Destroy You or any of the episodes, if you guys heard me talk about men, it makes sense if you understood the different experiences I had from like 17 to my late 20s. And so that's important to see the lens through which I see life. And listen, I also am different than stereotypically as a black woman or most women these days. I'm really close to my dad. I grew up with my dad my whole life. My dad was a huge nurturing force in my life. Like not on some old weird idealistic shit. Like no, like super close to my dad. My dad was super hands-on. Great dad, great example, great father. So I didn't also grow up seeing fuck nigga shit like I saw it from my uncles <laughs> I did that's true and I saw it from my uncles and my cousins but from my actual father my actual example that wasn't it so that also informs why even when I'm entertaining a fuck nigga like I never got caught up with a fuck nigga meaning that I never got caught up like getting pregnant or getting married or dedicating my life or you know ruining my life with a dude I never did that I never did that thank you sweet Jesus because at the end of the day I was like yeah I'm you know okay this is this ain't it you know what I'm saying I always knew this ain't it and that's true and I always knew this ain't it and so even I might dabble and you know we'll talk about how some of it is due to my parents being so strict my cousin said this too he's like do you think that you kind of did some of those things and went down that path because your parents were strict? I said, absolutely. I said, absolutely. I didn't know how to handle freedom. I had no concept of it. I just, you know, when you're really restrained and you're really restrained, you get a little freedom. You don't know how to do. You really don't know what to do with it, you know? And so it's really been in the last few years that I've really been reflecting on that. Even my hesitation sometimes where certain guys wanted to be very serious and get married and things like that. I was like, mm, I really do like my freedom. I'm not going to be let down. I, I, I don't, I don't want to be locked down. I have, I do have an aversion to not to commitment, but feeling confined. I really do have an aversion to that. Cause I always feel like I want to be able to bounce. <laughs> I always want to be able to bounce and I don't want anyone dictating what I have to do. And it's never been like that in any relationship because it could never be because my personality is not like that. But I'm just thinking about, okay, yeah, like some of the stories are like, what? He's like, who are you? (laughs) And it's not the first time someone said that to me. So I was like, well, okay, I can acknowledge that. Yeah, like if you know me now, it's very different. You know, it's it's very different. And I felt, you know, you're a kid and things change. So I just felt like, okay, I think it's it's worthy. Some of the stories and they've been sprinkles throughout the podcast to a certain degree, um, but not fully. And so I think they're worth, you know, I'm I'm gonna add that as a segment, as you know, some episodes, small mini episodes dedicated to that. And so I will talk about that. So you know, look, I've lived, baby. 
ad lived, you know, and this is why some of the advice in my perspective is based on that. Other also viewing and observing and experience of other people and their relationships is again, I've been around the world. I've also dated men from all walks of life. So listen, you know, people are always like, I don't discriminate. Listen, I'm facts on facts. Black Americans, white Americans, Asian Americans, but I also date them in the countries too. Guys in Europe, guys in Asia, just interesting. So just interesting. Middle Eastern guys. Yes, I have. Um, yeah, yeah. Latino. So definitely <laughs> dated the gamut. And that's why I also have a perspective on this stuff. I do. I have a perspective on this because of just observations and experiences over the years, which definitely were different in my late teens, 20s, and now in my 30s. And so I feel like it's worth sharing in, especially maybe even in 2020, where this podcast has been, for me, therapeutic in a way, as we are coping and addressing this unprecedented time in which our lives are upside down and feels like democracy is being threatened and we don't really know how things are going to teeter just based on how the U.S. government and everything is going. It's such a shit show. And so... It's been a great way to connect with my friends, you know, my family, meet new people through, again, talking through some of the TV shows, social media. It's just been an interesting just outlet for me. It's not something where I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to get put on and y'all going to see me on Vice. Like, it's, it's nothing like that. It's just, it's just an outlet. And I think it's also a good way to document how I was feeling and then if I am able to, God willing, knock on wood, live and survive and listen to this in retrospect a few years from now, I'm sure I'm going to be thinking in a different way then. And it'll be like, wow, that's how you felt in that particular moment. So I do appreciate that. You know, I wanted to just tease you guys with that, that that will be coming your way. And yeah, I don't want this to be long because it's really just a teaser to let you know this is the direction I'm I'm coming. So I feel like it'll be interesting. <laughs> well, I'll never share any names. I won't do anything like that. I'll just tell the story from my perspective of different things that happen. And yeah, the club stories are kind of fun. So I'll share. And also my memories are not always the clearest because it wasn't fun. As we were talking, he and I talked for a couple hours. As we were talking, stuff starts to come back. I don't always remember well, which I think I talk about that all the time here, which I have to take diligent notes on me while I watch a TV show because I literally forget it as soon as I stop watching it. So even my own memories from 10 years ago or whatever are just not always the clearest. But as we were talking about it, it's kind of things pop up in my head. Definitely, I think it's a period right now where people are reflecting and that's what 2020 is also bringing on and a good opportunity to kind of reflect back on your life and think about those memories and kind of put two and two together like, hmm, in retrospect, looking back, this happened this way, this is what happened, but when I think about why it happened or the reason it happened or the catalyst for it or the dynamics behind it, you can really, you know, hindsight is 2020, it's easier to do that. So I wanted to, I do want to, do little small mini episodes about club and dating chronicles for you to look forward to. So to close this out, I'm just going to tell one a little story. So he, my cousin Jay had asked me about this musician who I quote unquote was obsessed with as a teenager, which was true. And so I went on to tell him that, yeah, I ended up going to a concert or something, seeing him, uh, seeing this uh, male performer 
at SOBs in New York. I'll say where it was in New York City and talk, chopping it up with my friend and the person. And yes, being invited back to the hotel. And I didn't go because I was like, I'm not a groupie. And so my cousin was floored. He's like, you didn't go? Why not? I said, well, listen. He's like, why wouldn't you go? I was like, um, I wouldn't. I said, yeah, yes. As obsessed I, as I may have been with this singer, I didn't go because I felt like that's not me. I felt like I, like I like you as an artist. I like your music. I like the fantasy of you. And I knew this as a 17-year-old girl that I knew the fantasy of you, but of this person. But I didn't want to go sleep with a man who's going from city to city, singing songs and sleeping with different women. Like I knew that, that just seemed like a dumbass thing. Like the fantasy was enough for me. The fantasy was enough for me. I didn't, you know, see him in the person talking to him was cool. And I remember he was even surprised because, you know, he was blowing up for like a particular album, but his first album, I had known some deep cuss and he was like, wow. I was like, yeah, look, look, I'm for real. Like, I'm not just some old random fucking groupie here. Like I know what I'm talking about. And my cousin was surprised. I was like, yeah. I said, look, I had the wherewithal. And so I also need to say this. When I'm saying I'm 17, y'all, most people are 17 in high school. I was not. I skipped a grade. So I was 17 my entire freshman year of college. So I want to be very clear about that. My entire freshman year of college, I was a minor. Okay. <laughs> so it didn't stop me from getting out there. There's that. So that I was also in college at the time. So just for everyone to understand. And university for our international folks because it was technically in, even in the U.S. it's a university so um I was in university at the time but I was a freshman and so I was underage but look that is not me but you know my cousin was like wow you had this adoration I'm surprised that you didn't go back I was like they could know so he was like oh was it because you were 17 I said no because I was a minor I said who cares obviously I said yes a lot of times I did lie about being 17 I'm sure I did all the time and I never told anyone I was 17 and I lied and said I was older that's true but I as a person I didn't want to go I didn't want to go back to the hotel with him and my friend who was with me at the time she was down because I think she was smoking weed with them in the back in, in backstage or whatever I think she was and I, I don't smoke weed I've never smoked weed I always tell people that everyone's shocked I was like I don't and so she was smoking with him and his crew whatever and I was and she was down and I was like no, I'm not a groupie. And I remember, I didn't even tell my cousin this part. I remember I said the word groupie and he looked at me like, bitch, the fuck you ain't. <laughs> he looked at me like, bitch, the fuck you ain't. What the fuck is you doing here if you're not? And I was like, no, that was cool. And he was actually very shocked that I wasn't. Like it was, he was shocked that I wasn't trying to go back with them and, you know, whatever. Cause obviously it's so easy, but even in my mind, even being a young girl, very inexperienced and very sheltered, honestly, like going from complete, lockdown control of my parents I had no ability to go anywhere do anything see anyone like very much strict parents and then now having this and I'm in New York City and you know the New York probably is nothing because I've always been in New York right but being in the nightlife I should say that being a big part of nightlife and going out and so I was like mm, no I'm not the fuck I look like <laughs> fuck I look like I'm not doing that and so even my cousin was shocked. I said, well, I don't know. Just because I liked him. Yes, I can separate the artist in a fantasy. Like, no, this is just a regular ass dude who's out here fucking mad bitches. And when I'm never going to see him again and fuck him and what? I'm going to be a notch on his belt. And what? I'm supposed to tell people that I fuck. Like, wow, this sounds stupid. So, no, I've never slept with any musician. And as you guys will hear the Club Chronicles, you'll hear the different 
encounters and contact I've had with different musicians and different things over time for different reasons. And I'll explain it too, why I also was, well, that was different. That was actually just me. And I went intentionally to this place where this person was going to be. But there are other stories that will come up. So yeah, so that was that story. No, I won't say who it was. I won't say who the the male artist was. People who know me personally or people who know me from that time may know it. And I told my cousin, I was like, don't you remember? I said for years I had like a picture up with me and that person. He's like, oh, he doesn't remember seeing it. So that was just an interesting, you know, a little tale, a little blip from Club and Dating Chronicles, which I will intersperse between the regular episodes and the bonus episodes. And... Stay tuned. Peace.